Hey, this is Ray Shellens. And Bruce Abbott. Feel the Ad Love is a podcast produced by Radio Lounge featuring conversations with the people in our industry who make advertising and marketing impactful and fun. The stories take you behind the scenes on a variety of advertising platforms where we explore current trends and topics. And just so you know, Radio Lounge is a destination for audio production services for broadcast, film, on-location audio experiences, and digital media. We also offer podcast training, podcast production, and distribution through our new podcast studios and voiceover coaching and the production of high-end voice talent demos. So bottom line, every day is a new adventure in sound here at Radio Lounge. Drop by for a visit anytime at RadioLoungeUSA.com. We had five folks that dropped by for the judging of the American Advertising Federation Addy Awards, uh, and they came from all walks of life, all different cultures, and all over the country. And uh, three of those uh, folks are going to join us right now uh, for this podcast. Tony Sharp is the uh, creative director for Tony Sharp TV. He hails from the East Coast. Judy Thompson from Cincinnati is the principal at Words. Javier Martinez is the creative director at Rumbo, which is a Tampa-based multicultural agency. And uh, we're going to talk about a few things here. Retail advertising, the logic and emotion behind the creative. In other words, what about those commercials and things that... uh, don't have any words. They just have a song or, you know, character-generated text on the screen. Interesting stuff, and it seems that's the way advertising is going. Also going to talk about multicultural marketing and uh, also content creation beyond the message, which is a very big thing. So it's, it's pretty good. Just a few days ago, we had the opportunity to bump into a a whole bunch of great creatives from all around the country. Javier Martinez, creative director at Rumbo. We also uh, bumped into Judy Thompson, principal at Words, and Tony Sharp, creative director at Tony Sharp TV. And uh, they came to Houston uh, to to do a task, and that was to be a part of the uh, judging process for the American Advertising Federation Addy Awards. And uh, guys, first of all, how was your visit to Houston? Did you guys have a have a good time? Have a how'd you find the city? Well, personally, Ray, I found uh, I found the city to be a lot like Tampa in that it's kind of a growing community. It's um, by the water. The folks are very friendly, um, and just kind of the overall layout just felt a lot like uh, Tampa's vibe. So I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I want to ask you guys, uh, who who had the best Tex-Mex in the world here in Houston? Anybody want to answer that? Well, I don't know about in the world, but where we went was really delish. So um, what was the name of that restaurant we went to? Sorry. You went to El Tiempo. El Tiempo. El yeah. Tiempo. It, it's the Ninfa Lorenzo family, and they are they are heritage Mexican here in the, the Houston market and such. Okay. So you want an El Tiempo soundbite then? <laughs> yeah, we, <laughs> yeah, we're creating an El Tiempo spot. So would you please give me some good stuff on that? Anyway, the, Judy Judy Thompson is principal at Words. Uh, Judy is a freelance uh, writer of copy and content for her own company, Words Beginner. Advertising career is copywriter at Meredith Corp in Des Moines and. You've made a few stops along the way, ending up in Cincinnati, Judy, including uh, a lot of stops with the American Advertising Federation as uh, in many forms. And uh, tell me, tell me about uh, your career path and, and what brought you to, uh, to today? Well, I, I uh, graduated from the University of Iowa and uh, with a degree in English and uh, 
first job was at Meredith in Des Moines, uh, which was close to home. I'm originally from Newton, Iowa. And um, then we moved out here to Cincinnati for my husband's job in the early 70s. And you talked, you mentioned um, uh, the AAF, and I was a member of the Des Moines Women's Ad Club back in Des Moines um, in the early days, and then joined Ad Club Cincinnati here. Um, Along my career path, I went from uh, first job here, and since he was um, working at a a retail department store, and then I went to an ad agency and as a copywriter, and then I had uh, uh, Cincinnati Bell took me to lunch one day, a contact I'd made through Ad Club, and a uh, uh, guy offered to double my salary. <laughs> so I went to Cincinnati Bell for a time, and then the divestiture of the AT&T system happened, and uh, I decided we didn't know what was going to happen with Cincinnati Bell, so I took a job with Northlick, the advertising agency here. Um here no more. It it just celebrated its 70th anniversary and closed up shop this, just this spring. So anyway, I uh, then went to, um, at North, like I was um, uh, an account manager on Folgers for Food Service with Procter & Gamble and uh, as well as Delta Queen Steamboat Company. So I jumped from creative to the account side for a while ended up getting laid off there uh, and uh, took a job at, on the client side. So um, where I was at Cincinnati Gas and Electric and then which became Synergy and it's now Duke Energy, but I left before that. So went back to the ad agency side, couldn't get enough. So uh, became a business development manager at Lauren Allen Odio, so advertising in Cincinnati. I'm going to ask all of you guys. Anybody can answer. Why is the uh, the American Advertising Federation important to uh, to our industry? What's the connectivity there? Anybody answer? I can say from uh, my perspective, uh, when I was a young copywriter, um, one of the first things I, I did won an award, and that award, uh, I was working fr- freelance then, and that award. Um, made me attractive to other agencies who hired me and I had the opportunity to win more awards and other agencies found me attractive and, and so on and so on. And the, uh, those awards really helped to uh, build my career or, or at least uh, establish the trajectory of my career. So for creatives, I think it's, it's, it's very important, not just to win awards, but to see what, uh, else is going on and see who your competition is and which that kind of made me work harder you know that's the truth you know javier uh, growing up as a bilingual and a first generation american uh, you spent uh, the better part of your life uh, being uh, cognizant of cultural differences and aware of how uh, to balance american culture and your uh, strong spanish heritage what uh, what drew you into uh, this industry? I mean, you could have approached that uh, that thought process from pretty much any industry, but what drew, what drew you to uh, creative and advertising and marketing? Well, I've always been a bit of a writer, and um, I've always been into psychology. In fact, um, I went to school for psychology thinking that I wanted to do something in criminal profiling or something like that. That was always kind of an interest of mine. And so um, I kind of took that – I kind of uh, – took all of that thought of, of getting inside the mind of somebody and, and uh, kind of just all the philosophy behind um, 
you know, getting to, getting to know your audience and stuff like that all just came naturally to me. So when I, uh, when I took an internship, um, in South America from a cousin who was in advertising there in South America, I just did it to kind of spend a summer in South America with my family. And I took an internship and, and I really loved it. I started writing and, and utilizing my bilinguality as a way to kind of write not only in English and in Spanish and, and the rest was just kind of very natural for me. I, I always found, um, I always found a lot of, um, you know, empathy and, and, and I, I always, I was always that kind of person. So for me, um, advertising, not only in English and in Spanish was always just kind of a natural, um, just kind of a natural marriage for me. And, um, yeah. You know, uh, your uh, principal at Rumbo, George Zwerko, uh, has a, a speaking uh, thing that he does, and it's called Deciphering the Cultural Code. So you would be uh, one to, uh, to define uh, what multicultural marketing is all about. What is it to you? <clears throat> well, I think oftentimes um, when you're trying to reach a certain audience, um, let's just take the Hispanic audience, for instance, um, there's a lot of uh, kind of granular intricacies and nuances about that, you know, that demographic that you're trying to, you know, you're trying to sell your products to. So, you know, if you if you can't kind of relate to those cultural nuances, you can't effectively speak to those people. I think it's important to understand, much like we do in in general market advertising. You know, we we understand the American philosophy and we understand how what makes the needle move, but in the Latin culture, that's very different. And you have to know what makes the needle move in their languages, in in their dialects, in you know, um, um, just certain things about their family culture and, and their family morals. I mean, those things all play into what makes them an interested consumer in your product. So you, without being able to kind of uh, key into those nuances, um, you can't effectively make the needle move. And so um, that's really what multicultural marketing is, is, being able to kind of put yourself in those, in those situations and find those little nuances and, um, and um, make, you know, build creative that kind of works for that audience, you know, effectively. Judy, I want to ask this of you. How often have you seen over your career have the rules of marketing changed or have they not changed? Have things stayed the same? Well, I think a, a whole lot has changed in the, the media that we're using, obviously. And what we're really all about is selling stuff. And I think, you know, that's what advertising is meant to be. And I think sometimes... Uh, people get so involved in the technology that they forget that our job is to sell something. You know, Tony, I want to ask this of you. Everybody's talking about digital advertising, which is a tough aspect to really understand because I'm, I'm not sure digital is a good descriptor of what it is. How do you how do you define digital marketing and how does it to relate to, to your life in the industry, Tony? Well, I would say um, a few years back, digital was sort of its own uh, ca uh, category, um, but now everything's digital. I mean, everything we do is is either you can find it on your phone or your laptop or your uh, your uh, tablet. Um, so now every everything seems to be digital. Now the nuances of of that are you know you've got social, you've you've got um, 
uh, email marketing. This is a lot of different channels, if you will, in the quote digital world. But where it gets different these days, and it has been in the past, um, is when it gets down to data uh, marketing. And there's uh, a lot of emphasis on the data and how you reach consumers uh, and target very narrowly uh, and only spend your money on that particular group. But the problem is too much focus is placed on the data and not the interpretation of the data. I mean, somebody telling me that uh, a consumer, 60% of consumers shop in the aisle at uh, HEB with their cell phone in their hands. Well, that's not an insight. That's a data point, right? Uh, I think we're not getting the, uh, we're not seeing the insights come through in the industry. I think there's just a, a, a basically a gold rush for eyeballs. Javier, from your perspective, what are the um, the various platforms we have out there today and, and the new flat platforms popping up daily, hourly? How do you keep the message on target when you've got all that out there? I mean, I think, you know, as important as it is to kind of uh, follow trends, whether it be um, on social media streams or, or on streaming services, I, it, I think it. I think it's important to also just stick to your message and stick to the message of the brand that you're trying to advertise. I think oftentimes, you know, uh, brands try to kind of do something that's following a certain trend, and it doesn't necessarily work for that brand, you know. And so they've kind of they've kind of wasted all this money and time on something they thought would hit, you know, and that's exactly what trends are in, in, in nowadays. It's a trend, you know, it's, it, if it, if it wasn't trendy, then every, you know, then there, there'd be millions and millions of trends, but at any given time, maybe there's 10 to 15 real global trends. And those are the things that people try to jump on, but you know, it doesn't always work. Sometimes you become, you know, you do something a little bit provocative or you do something kind of, outside the box and then you become the trend. So, you know, it's important to just kind of stay in your lane and, and just kind of uh, always keep that in mind. Tony Sharp is the creative director at Tony Sharp TV. And one of, uh, one of the things about Tony, it says, I like telling stories. That's why I became a writer. And the same with Judy uh, as well. Now I'll ask both of you guys and you can answer uh, separately, of course, but Advertising is getting seems to be getting more and more word efficient. In other words, what you said yesterday has to be said in fewer words today, shorter spots, uh, some as, as long as two seconds, which is impossible. Some spots have done away with the spoken word, as you see on television, a lot of that. Um, why, why is that happening? Why, or is it something that I'm imagining that really isn't happening? But uh, if, weigh in on that, guys. I'll let Judy go first. Unless she wants me to. <laughs> Thanks, Tony. Uh, I think the the messaging, even even if it's a fifteen second spot, um, but not a two second. I think uh, the messaging is still important, and so it's the the words mean more than ever. I guess. I, I see a lot of commercials that have eliminated uh, voice altogether, eliminated the words, and just are car- using a a song to carry the brand or do something like that more and more and more. At least it seems to me, is that what's going on? Yes, it is what's going on. I, I, I believe a lot of it is the fact that um, a lot of um, creative these days is more geared toward uh, emotional uh, responses from uh, the 
viewer because um, so, so many products are a parody and um, either the agency or the client just can't get down to what really makes that product different than the others. And so they can't drive that message home there. It's much easier to just, um, you know, have people sing and dance or, you know, uh, just have uh, music and pictures because you don't have to work so hard. But I mean, when you have a product that's different and you know why it's different and you drive that message home with uh, what I like to call head and heart or logic and emotion, uh, you make a much better connection with the, the uh, buyer than you are, are going to if you just, you know, play music for them. I mean, you, any brand can do that. and There's no direct connection. Uh, also, I think a lot of people just, and I hear clients say this all the time, is nobody reads anymore. Nobody reads. Which is, it's, that's just not true. I mean, people read on their phone. Uh, they want it in smaller bites, uh, but they still read. Actually, I saw a statistic that more people went to the library this year, public libraries, than actually went to the movies. So that tells me people do read. So the word is important. And I think uh, even though the um, media or in the medium that we use puts it down into 15 and six second bites, um, you, you still have to tell a story and get some attention and the words are going to matter right then. And that becomes a little bit tougher, doesn't it, to do? It does. It takes a lot more discipline, I think, to do it well. Again, you know, there's easy ways to do it, but those easy ways don't work quite as well. I want to ask all three of you the question, and I'll get your responses. Um, who in the world is doing the best job of creating incredible advertising? And this is beyond your, your individual talents themselves. Who do you see in the world who is doing a, a great job of really uh, uh, getting the message across in the right way? Javier, I'll start with you. Well, that for me, it's kind of a, it's kind of a, a tough question because I, I think that, so, I think that there are, are people that are more my contemporaries, people my age, that are kind of doing, um, they're more like content creators and they're doing a lot of things. Uh, they're not just in advertising or, you know, they're creating videos or directing, you know, and some of those guys, um, you know, are, um, uh, there's a guy named Tyler, the creator, uh, Pharrell. I mean, some of these guys are my, my contemporaries of my age, but I think they're just amazing content creators. I think they're pushing the envelope and I, I think they're a real great voice um, for people of my generation. Judy, what about you on that same uh, thought? Well, I, I have to give a shout out to, you know, I'm from Cincinnati and, and Procter and Gamble is doing some amazing things right now. It's pretty amazing that a company that was one, when they were my client, they were pretty stuffy and behind the times. And now they seem to be leaping forward um, with some of the work that you're going to see at the Super Bowl. Um, it's amazing. And they've gotten very involved on the, in the creative themselves. So um, that's even like the Old Spice. If you remember Old Spice in the old days, uh, it's nothing like the Old Spice that uh, Procter & Gamble does today. So we're sitting here in Cincinnati thinking, oh my gosh, that's incredible that a client can get so involved and make such a difference. Of course, they work with a lot of different advertising agencies. I, I think that's a good point. I love the Old Spice example. Tony, what about you? Uh, what do you see as uh, some of the best out there? 
You know, I, uh, I, I just can't, I, I mean, everybody would probably go, say this, but I think Wyden and Kennedy does the best um, work, not just in the U.S., but globally. Um, they, I think mostly because they care about the craft and part of the craft is digging in and finding that thing that makes uh, a brand unique and then being able to tell a unique story like they did with Old Spice and like they continue to do with Nike and they're doing with brands like Fisher Price even. Um, they can they seem to be able to take anything and make us stop and look at it, you know, and rethink our position on it. And, um, and, and they just do it consistency, uh, consistently. And um, I just uh, I have to applaud them for and to be doing it for, you know, decades is, is, is there's something to be said for that. Tony, you've been doing a lot of stuff, as I said before, with Quaker and, and Gatorade and the Windex Birds campaign, scrubbing bubbles and Raid uh, still kills bugs dead. And we like that. But here's the part that doesn't fit, Tony. You were once an international hand model. How the heck does that fit into your business, buddy? Well, you know, you, you have to you, you have to broaden your horizons. You have to look in lots of different places for things that inspire you. And um, to have my hand in international television commercials and print ads, um, it, it, it brings a great deal of satisfaction to me personally as a growing artist. I mean, a hand artist. If, if we were seeing our pictures on TV, we would actually see Tony's hands, but we can't. I can. There you go. Okay. That's international. Whoever I saw one. And Judy, um, so how was it writing uh, commercials for McAlpin's department store? Was that a lot of fun? <laughs> I always say that retail, at least at that time, was the ghetto of the advertising world. Um, I, I, when I started out, I was doing um, home furnishings ads and so it was pretty boring but then they did promote me to fashion writer and they gave me an opportunity to uh to do some interesting headlines and that sort of thing but i will say that there's a lot of comparison to what i was doing back then to what is happening today in that the neat thing about retail advertising was that when we had a little quarter page ad with an illustration of a dress on it and that dress ran in the Tuesday Enquirer. By Tuesday afternoon, the merchandising manager would be running up the escalator to say, oh, my God, we've sold 97 pieces. And that's exactly <laughs> what's happening today, except it's happening in the digital world. So, so there's a lot of satisfaction in knowing that your little old ad, uh, the words you wrote, seem to have sold the dress. So. We had a question for Javier. Uh, Rumbo is based in Tampa, which is an incredible city, Tampa, St. Pete, a great place in Florida. Uh, and then I see you have offices in Franklin, Tennessee, and I'm trying to figure that out, and I don't know why. <laughs> what do you guys do in Franklin, Tennessee, too? Well, uh, you know, uh, we had a, a longstanding uh, count person was um, had to move to Franklin, Tennessee to um, for her husband, and so... Uh, for a while, we felt like we lost a, a very valuable team member. <clears throat> um, but then um, it, it turns out that uh, 
trying to kind of infiltrate multicultural marketing in emerging markets is actually more valuable than it is trying to go to somewhere like Miami where the market is a bit saturated and all the brands are kind of married to their agencies. And so it was kind of slim pickings in, in some of the low hanging fruit, you know, uh, multicultural markets. And uh, so we um, kind of started on an adventure to uh, see if we can kind of talk to some of these emerging markets where we see a lot of Hispanics moving into these cities, moving into these communities, and uh, they're starting small businesses. Um, they need to know um, what businesses speak Spanish in their communities. And so as you service these emerging markets, you're kind of also helping the Hispanic community grow and uh, expand in that market, which in turn brings more business your way. So for us, it was kind of an easy fix. And, and it just so happened to be that, you know, uh, Franklin, Tennessee, um, more more notably Nashville is the emerging market there. So, um, you know, we just, we just kind of went along with it and it's been working out for us. I would have never guessed that. I learned something new. Thank you very much for that. If you guys had 30 seconds each to describe your uh, industry and, and let's start with Tony, Tony, uh, 30 seconds to describe your industry and what you do and uh, what would that be? Well, I, I would say that advertising is a place where, um, art and commerce uh, come together and uh, they really have to shake hands to move forward together. Um, that's where we use our creativity from the art side and our ability to sell from the uh, industry side to, um, to successfully market and sell uh, products to people that's, that's, or services. Uh, that's what we do. Javier, your take. I think marketing and advertising is just one of the um, most uh, underrated ways to communicate with people. Uh, it's an, there's incredible psychology behind what we do and why we do what we do. And I think uh, the talent behind some of the people that are creating content these days is just incredible. And they really just know how to communicate. And I think that's what's the most powerful thing about all this. And Judy, your turn. Okay, I, th I think our industry in advertising is all about communicating to move things off the shelf or to sell things. Um, and I think that we've had a bad rap some years and we've had some rough times because uh, we got through the Mad Men years, some really bad stuff was happening in the industry. and. I think we're really moving today toward a more, uh, more diverse, multicultural industry, and it's an exciting time to be here. Uh, it's more difficult, I think, to communicate messages because we do have so many different um, avenues for delivering those messages. But it's a great industry, and, and it's got the best people in all the world. So. Uh, three of them being with us today. Judy Thompson is principal at Words, Javier Martinez, creative director at Rumbo, and Tony Sharp, creative director at Tony Sharp TV. Recently came to Houston to uh, judge the American Advertising Federation Eddie Awards. And we want to say thank you again, guys, for doing that. We really enjoyed having you here, and we hope we took uh, uh, great care of you and sent you home safely. Uh, but want to say thanks to all three of you for, uh, for doing this today. Did everybody have fun? You guys have fun talking about this stuff? I always have fun with, with these guys. Yes. Yeah.
it was an amazing experience for me personally. And, and uh, I would definitely do it again. And uh, I had a blast talking with Tony and, and meeting him, getting to know him. And Judy and I had some great conversations as well. And I, I think that um, I think that it was a super, super positive experience. Guys, thank you for uh, doing that. And thanks for talking with us today. Appreciate it. Thank you, Ray. Thank you. Thanks, Ray. Hey, thanks for listening to Feel the Ad Love. Visit us at RadioLoungeUSA.com. Subscribe to our podcast at iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcast. Whatever your favorite podcast platform is, we are there. Hey, do that and you'll never miss a new episode. Plus, your rating on iTunes will help us grow. And don't be afraid to share what you've heard today on social media or with a colleague. And until next time, come to the lounge and feel the ad love. Copyright 2020, Radio Lounge.